Hello, and welcome to the Healthy Balanced Birth and Beyond podcast. I'm Olivia, your host, and on this podcast, we will talk about everything related to the journey to conceive, pregnancy, labor, birth, postpartum, parenthood, and beyond. This is a safe space where birth professionals, birthing people, expected parents, and partners can come on and share their knowledge or personal experiences with our listeners. The goal of this podcast is to create connections, share stories, information, and resources to educate and empower people in their own personal journey. Good morning, listeners. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Healthy Balance Birth and Beyond podcast. Today, I have an incredible woman, mama friend with me. Um, I actually connected with her on Instagram. She is an incredible writer, and I feel like every single time I read any of her pieces, it was like... It was just everything that I had been thinking, and she just put it into word form. (laughs) So I reached out to her, and from there, we just connected and started talking about motherhood and things that we could work on together. So today, I have Beck with us. Welcome to the show, Beck. Could you tell everybody a little bit about you? Yeah, thank you so much for having me today. I live in Central Oregon with my husband and three kids. They are four, seven and 11 and I actually work um, full-time as a spiritual director at a church but writing is really my passion and um, I've kind of found my way into processing a lot of my own motherhood experience uh, through writing and that is kind of where um, I felt led to start sharing it online so yeah, it's a little bit about me. I don't know what else. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I feel like I feel like I remember, I don't even remember how long ago it was that I discovered your Instagram page and I was just I was blown away by your writing because it was just like I said, it was like I read it and I was like she's literally saying like everything that I think all the time but have not been able to put into word form. And like you said, it's nice to hear that your writing has kind of been like a therapeutic sort of process for you. Because I feel like not only is that helping you, but then you're sharing your work with every with everyone and other mothers are like, wow, you know what? Like I've been feeling like that. I've been thinking some of those same things. And I think one of the biggest things when it comes to motherhood is just like not feeling alone because I think that it can be very isolating sometimes. So for me, when I read your writing, I felt like I needed to reach out to you and be like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for writing this. Um, So what we're going to move into talking about today is the first thing we're going to talk about is like self-acceptance and self-compassion. So I would love to hear like part of what your experience is like as a mother and then how you got to that point. So having compassion for yourself, having acceptance for yourself as a mother, because I think one of the biggest things that we don't talk about as a society is that not only when you when you have your baby you're not just meeting your baby for the first time you're meeting yourself as a mother for the first time and for me i think that was something that kind of blew me away like i did not realize how much i would change so i'd love to hear some of your thoughts your feelings on that because you have three beautiful kids yeah um It is so important, and I think it was something I didn't expect to struggle with so much, um, having that acceptance and even just figuring out my identity as a mother or as, like, a person. Um, I'm thinking, like, too, in the beginning or just over – I mean, throughout my whole life, I've probably really struggled with Mm self-acceptance, and so motherhood was really a gateway um, into healing those parts of myself. and coming to love myself, but 
I think a lot of the hard part is there's so much pressure and so much um, societal expectations that are just like too much and impossible. And that's what we're shown. Absolutely. um, It's like girls growing up and then as we enter motherhood, um, it's just too much. And, And that isolation, like there's so many things contributing to that. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. And I've been through a lot of different stages of motherhood where either I've been, you know, this brand new mom, um, just kind of like overwhelmed with this new life that I was in charge of. I'm like, how am I not going to mess this up? And then um, having times where I worked outside of the home, times where I've just been like stay at home mom. And that was everything I did. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, it's really interesting looking back and seeing like where I got my worth from during those different times. Um, Because sometimes you're, when you're home, and I mean, if you're working outside of the house too, I mean, as a mother, you're just always working, I think, mm-hmm. regardless. And um, you give and give and do and do, but you can still like get through an entire day and feel like you've done nothing. Yes. Like you have something oh tangible, you know, to produce. Um, so a lot of it, a lot of it was working through where do I actually find my worth? Like what, what do I allow to define me? Mm-hmm. Um, and how can I speak kindly to myself and accept myself for whatever I can see that I've produced or not. And like in the end, you know, I look at my kids and of course, like any mother will probably say, you know, they're, they're worth everything. And and we recognize the gift in them. And it's not like I've arrived at some self-acceptance guru. Um, But it has been really meaningful. I think, especially in the past, just like two years, really diving into what is self-compassion and what is a practice around that, um, that helps me. And, and my writing and poetry is a really big part of that practice for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do, do think a little bit that is what connects with other people is that, um, it's really something that comes from really deep inside of me. So, And I love that I love that you said that because I think it's so important that we there's we realize all the pressure that we have on us growing up like our entire lives. And then once we become pregnant, it's all automatically like there's so much pressure whether it's during your pregnancy, whether it's after you have your baby, it, like everybody telling you what you should or shouldn't be doing. And I think it's just it's so overwhelming when you're hearing all of these things and you're also trying to figure out who you are. And then when you're parenting, like you mentioned, like different, like going through the different seasons of life and realizing that like, even when you don't think you're productive, you actually are productive. I think there are a lot of different, like kind of like stigmas around it almost. Like if you're a stay at home mom, it doesn't, it means that you're not working as much. And like you said, I think one, as soon as you're a mom, like you have a job 24 seven, that's just, it's just how it is. And I think that opening up that conversation and talking about that is so important. So thank you for, for bringing that to light and talking about it and putting it into your writing and putting it out into the universe, because I think more people need it. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me that I've realized is that like, I have work to do internally myself so I can show up as a better mother. So I can make sure that I'm not like pushing anything onto my child that was like from my own childhood. So I think it's just, it's always important to realize that like, we're not perfect, but like, as long as we're showing up and we're trying, that's what matters. But also at the same time, having like, like you said, like having some self-compassion for yourself 
well, self-compassion, having self-compassion because it's it, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you you do something or you say something and then you're you feel bad about it and then you beat yourself up about it and you're worried that you're going to like traumatize your kid. Um, so yeah, I just thank you for opening up that conversation <laughs> because I think it needs to happen more. Yeah. I mean, it's so, yeah, I feel like if I had had someone tell me like just, you know, a younger version of me yeah. <laughs> go back and explain to me, like, you're doing great. You don't have to be perfect. You're, you know, and, um, like there's always room to grow. And I think you hit it like on the head when you're just like, of course, we're not perfect. And when we work on ourselves, we can, yeah, um, be better, better mothers and better humans who show up in the world. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think that's the other thing, too, is that like you like you said before, you're like, I'm not a a guru. I'm not a self-acceptance guru. Like it's a practice. And I think that we think that if we're not if we don't do something right, like one time, then it's just like failure. When in reality, if we keep showing up and we keep trying and we keep learning new things so we can grow and so it can change the way we act or the way we speak or the way we think about ourselves. I think that is some of the most important work that we need to do outside of dealing with all the societal pressures and things that we have thrown at us. Yeah, definitely. Um, So I would love to hear your, how you dealt with like learning to surrender to motherhood and learning to just let go of things because I feel like everyone I talk to has such a different experience or they have like one moment for them that was like an aha moment of I really just need to just like let it go and just not be so strict with myself or not beat myself up so much so I think it's always interesting to hear especially if you have one kid or multiple children so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, um, I feel like it's a mix of both. Like it's um, a really gradual experience. So I became a mom like 11 years ago now. And um, there, I actually at the beginning, I felt pretty confident about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think because I grew up with five siblings. So oh, wow. I was pretty much like, um, I was the oldest daughter. So talking about like gender roles really early, like mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a lot of, um, young children and just always loved working with kids and stuff. And I do now too, but, um, I was really confident going into pregnancy, had like the the easiest pregnancy that there could be, I feel like. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was just like, what, why does everyone make such a big deal about this? But <laughs> then, you know, I found once I entered it, like the first, it's hard, like it's hard to be tired. It's hard to give up. Like I had a full time, um, job that I found a lot of, you know, uh, just fulfillment in. And then here I was now like choosing to stay home. Um, and so it was kind of like, first they're surrendering to that of just entering into this new role and new phase. Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah, adding the, the second kid, which, um, came three years later and, um, I remember being so overwhelmed with two, much more than I ever expected to be. And I had a much more rough um, postpartum period with my second and my son was still so needy. He was only like not quite three. Yeah. Um, And I just remember my husband going back to work and I was just like feeling so overwhelmed with both kids. And there was this moment I was like, oh, I'm never going to be able to go to the store on my own or like do any of these things I used to do. And I remember just making this decision of like, no, 
everything's going to take me 15 to 20 minutes longer, but I'm just going to do it. Like there was this moment, like you were saying, where it was just like another moment of surrendering to this is what I've got to do. And this is how I've got to show up right now, even though it's, it's hard and um, I might feel really alone and, and like I look insane, like <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> um, probably with like, you know, spit up on me and, yep. and all that. Um, so there's definitely like those moments like that where it's just like, this is, this is life. And either I can go on fighting it and feeling sorry for myself or I can um, decide to show up for my kids and um, be there. And I think too, like I, I say pregnancy was smooth and, it, and I am really grateful. Um, I mean, I was really sick and stuff, but um, in the beginning, like everyone, but um, <laughs> it was, there's like surrender just in that of like, I'm, I'm giving up my body. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how is it going to like bounce back or, you right. know, all those phrases that we mm-hmm. really shouldn't say, but um but we can become really fixated on like I remember just oh, yeah. being really obsessive about like what I eat and all, like I mean we should be healthy but anyway um yeah so there's just so many different um layers like a, yeah layers and a gradual acceptance of this is what's in front of me right now and here's another moment of me choosing to fight it or um really surrender and and let it become what it's going to be and let me become who I'm going to be and I think even in our children we um we have to surrender at times to like them being their own person and not um you know trying to control them because maybe something they do is like embarrassing or that one that one relative is looking at them like yeah why are they behaving that you know so there's so many. So I feel like all of motherhood really is like, um, presents us with this, this yeah. question. Yeah. And know? I mean, it's like, like you said, it's like, there's no, just like one thing. It's like, you have to learn to just like, look at these moments and be like, okay, I could like do this and have it be really, really difficult and have like a horrible mindset about it. Or I could do it and be like, okay, this is like, this is my life. This is what I have. Like, and I think that's, like, yes, obviously there are going to be times where it's harder to sit and be grateful for it when it's like a really difficult day or both of your kids are being insane or you just want like five minutes to yourself to take a bath or something like that. Because I think it's literally something that like almost every single mother that I've talked to has gone through. Like there's always a moment where they they realize like, okay, like, yes, I'm so incredibly grateful to be a mom. I'm so incredibly grateful for my kids. But like that doesn't mean that you can't miss like what you used to do like and it doesn't mean that you don't love your kids it doesn't mean that you're that you are not like over the moon to have them it just means that like you're moving on to a different part of your life and surrendering and letting go of like what you used to do and figuring out like a new thing for you to do and how you can do that um and I I think too that I love that you mentioned finding fulfillment in your job outside of the home and then you have kids and then it's different because I think I think we have this guilt as mothers that if we still want to do those things, then we have this guilt about leaving our children at home. Or if we don't want to do those things anymore and we just want to be a stay-at-home mom, then we feel guilty about not going out and working, even though you still are working at at home as a mom. Um, So I think that it's important to talk about that. 
Um, I know I was going to say, like, yeah, wouldn't it be great if we could just, like, get rid of that phrase, mom guilt? I know. <laughs> just have it disappear. I know. And I think, too, also, like, we talk about we there's so much pressure, like, to bounce back and to do all of the things that moms are supposed to do and be a super mom. But then we also now have the pressure from, like, Instagram where there's, like, perfect pictures and your house is constantly clean. Everything looks perfect. And it's just, like, that's just literally not reality. It's not reality. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know – I read something recently, you just made me think of this, um, talking about like, uh, the guilt of either working outside of the home or inside of the home. Mm-hmm. And it was just some like Twitter thread or something, but they were talking about like how moms have always worked. Like, um, I think back to like reading the, I listened to the Laura Ingalls Wilder books with my son oh, years yeah. ago. And just like listening to everything that Ma did, you know, cause there's all like the really detailed descriptions of um, how she was constantly like working and providing for her family just so they could survive. And I think like children have always been around mothers working um, really hard to provide for their family. But these days work just looks really different for us because mm-hmm. we don't have to like spend all of our time, you know, preserving jam and like, doing right. all those things. Um, and I think there's something about that because I would feel really guilty now working remotely um, as many of us are with the pandemic. And um, like my kids just see me on my laptop, like, most of the day and that was making me feel really guilty while I'm telling them like too much screen time get off I of know, your, get off I your know. Head. but it just kind of helped me when I read that recently to reframe this of like whatever it is that we're doing like it's okay that our kids are not always the center um because this is how it's always been really is that that moms have worked whatever that is whether you're on your laptop or you are just you know, working in your home and intending to your kids, like when they are more higher need or um, anything. So anyway, that was just something helpful that I read recently. No, I'm glad that you said that because I I had recently like started thinking about that. And I like, I kind of have been reflecting on that because I think that's something that I really struggle with because um, like, I feel like I just, if I'm not giving my daughter like attention when I am home with her and when we are, and when it's just us two, like I feel, I literally feel guilty. Like if I'm cooking or doing something, unless she's like sitting and doing it with me, like I, I feel guilty. I really do. And it's something that I'm working on and processing because it's like, like you said, like mothers have been doing this since mothers first existed, like, and our children have been watching and it's also... man, it's just like, I go back and forth with that. So that's definitely something that I could work on in terms of like being compassionate towards myself and like accepting that like we have to do these things and like our kids will realize that it's just part of life really. But I know I can relate to, I can relate to that in terms of like a lot of parents who have been talking about like telling their kids to not have as much screen time, but they have to sit on their computers and work and then their kids are like, why? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, they don't quite get the whole like, well, my brain is more developed. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to kind of break it down. Well, your brain is still growing. <laughs> yeah, I like um, But I think this is like the perfect segue into what I think we'll spend the most time talking about, which is talking about the different ways that we can be creative as mothers and um, just opening up that conversation with mothers who 
want to or need to find find their identity as a mother because I think that's something that we struggle with. I know it's something that I'm struggling with. And then just figuring out ways that we can be creative and ways that we can still allow ourselves to do these things that we love to do that fill us up and that make us super happy. So like we said, we can show up better for our children and our family and our friends. Um, because I think one thing that people kind of fail to realize sometimes is that like you were a person before you were a mother and that person still matters. I don't remember where I heard that, but it just, it struck like so deeply with me because we, I think we just forget, like we just get into this routine of being a mom and not doing things for ourselves, whether it's because we're too tired or because we have to take care of one, two, three, however many children, um, or we just have too much on our plate or we don't have like the support that we need. So I think I would love to open up that conversation and, and hear more about how you've made that process work for yourself within your life. Um, and then maybe some ways that we could discuss how other people can do that as well. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I'm kind of like a helpless artist and creator. So, um, it feels, I can't imagine my life without like finding some, some outlet for that. Mm -hmm. And because it is such, um, a part of me, I just am always sad when I hear, like moms say like, oh, well, I'm just not creative or I'm not artistic enough or, you know, those things. Like, I think there is a real longing um, because especially maybe if you're not employed outside of the home too, to just feel like you are creating something and, and um, have, I don't know, just, yeah, like that, that feeling of creation, I guess is important. Um, and for me, it's just so random, and I'm really grateful that I have a husband who supports all of my, like, crazy whims, um, because it's just, like, some times I'll be up to, like, midnight working on some really random project, and it doesn't necessarily go anywhere. It's not like um, I'm creating this because I'm going to have this really big thing that I'm going to, like, sell and, and make my livelihood or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's more of just... I get some sort of spark and I decide to follow it and, and then it lasts for a little bit, like starting, um, you know, my husband likes to say, oh, you, you have an Etsy for everything because I literally <laughs> had a phase of like starting like seven different Etsy's. Like I'm going to sell my prints and I'm going to, and I sold like handmade, you know, sewn bags and all these different <laughs> things. Um, and I would say it's strange looking back because I don't know where that energy for that came from. Um, my kids are always really young, but there was just like a drive in me um, to do that or to pick up a little skill and, and do it along with my kids because yeah. I wanted my kids to see me create too. So um, we don't do it as often and I miss it, but I used to love just like taking out art supplies for both the kids and myself. And we'd all sit at the table and, and paint or, or learn lettering or, you know, something. Um, and when my kids were younger, there was definitely – more time to do that together I yeah think. and their interest was a little bit easier to sway <laughs> be like let's do this yeah <laughs> and exciting whereas now you know if it's not like Pokemon or something like that they're not as into it but yeah um, I yeah think, so it's, go ahead no I was gonna say like I love that you shared that you don't even know like where this spark came from or like what 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 drove you to do it but then at the same time you're you're sitting and you're thinking you're like well, I have my kids and I want my kids to see that I'm doing these things because I feel like that is like 
or could be a motivation for other mothers who may be listening along and who have been like, I've, you know, I've really been wanting to do this, but I feel like I haven't had time to do it or I was concerned about what somebody else would think. Um, so I think that following your passion and what gives you motivation, what gives you spark, what gives you like a breath of fresh air is so wonderful to show to your children. And they don't have to like love what you're doing, but like if they see you doing what you love, they may be more open to be like, hey, you know what, mom? Like, I want to do this. And then you guys, like you said, you can do it together or like take turns doing it. Like, okay, well, we're going to do this for a little bit and then we can do what you want to do. Just like finding ways to build it into your life because I feel like we need to as mothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also um, becoming accustomed to saying yes more, mm-hmm. um, which I think ties in again with like the surrender piece of with my kids. Like, um, you know, I've read, I remember reading again, like something so much motherhood advice right out there to read. Yep. Um, but like just practicing, say yes for one day to your kids, like whatever they ask, you know, and sometimes that, that can get you into trouble. But um, <laughs> I find that as a practice saying yes to myself, like um, I want to go, I don't know what it is, do this, play, play a musical instrument, or I want to like bake this dessert for no reason other than that. It's, um, you know, exotic and different and like, just say yes, like just, just give yourself that gift. And then I feel like my kids, um, I learned to give them permission to do that too. And yeah. like, yeah, you can take out all of this paint and take this cardboard box and make this thing you want to, even though I know it's going to sit on the table for like a week and like, <laughs> you gotta get paint on the chair, whatever. Like, do those things really matter? And, um, yeah. So I don't know. There's just something about giving yourself permission to say yes, because also, like you mentioned, just those hangups that we get stuck on of like, well, what will they think? And what, what am I really, am I wasting my time doing this? And I just think like anytime you create or engage, um, in an artistic process, you're not wasting your time. Like when I think of like little kids who are doing, you know, process art and stuff, it doesn't matter what it, what it turns into, or if it's like a masterpiece, they're learning Mm -hmm. as they do that. And I think that's still true for us as adults. I think that as we create, we are engaging some part of ourselves um, that's helping us either process something or learn something. Um, And it doesn't always have to look beautiful or like aesthetically pleasing. And so we have to give ourselves permission there too, to let it be messy and and let it be what it is. Oh my gosh. I literally, I just had all of these thoughts flow into my mind based off what you were saying that like I hadn't even really thought about like I had thought about the fact that we spend so much time like telling our kids like no be careful don't do that don't touch that but like there's a difference between like saying no and like making sure that they're safe versus just letting them play um but like as a society we're told like you can't do this so so much throughout growing up or like you can't follow this path you have to follow that path and I think if we as a society and as mothers started practicing like saying yes to our kids and then like they realize that they can do these things that might in the future, like future generation of mothers will realize that they should be saying – they won't even have to realize that they should be saying yes to themselves even more so. Um, and like you said, talking about just like not having to have some like sort of artwork be perfect – it just made me think of growing up, I remember there was so much focus on like when you got like a worksheet, right? And it had a picture on it and you needed to practice coloring in the lines. 
and how much that is still something that kids focus on. And like you're and that's one of the things that I realized, I think like after I was teaching for a little bit, I was like, why are we giving children these pictures that they like need to color in and they need to stay in the lines instead of allowing them to just have like a blank piece of paper and create whatever they want. And it doesn't have to be like beautiful, like aesthetically pleasing, like in air quotes, it can be whatever they want it to be. It can be, it can be beautiful and messy. And that's one of the ways that I feel like has been the easiest to describe motherhood is like it's a beautiful mess because there are parts of it that are so so beautiful and wonderful and then there are parts that are just so messy and oh my gosh I just love what you said so much I'm so glad that you said that (laughs) it's such a valid point it's such a valid point and I think that as mothers we need to like we have been talking about this entire episode be more compassionate be more accepting and surrendering and letting go but also doing that for ourselves so our kids can see us doing that. And so they don't grow up feeling like they have to stay in the lines, you know? Wow. That was such a great thought on your end. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Thank you for supplementing it. Yeah. And I already see that in my kids. Um, Just like my, my daughter, especially my middle daughter, she's just, um, she's only in third grade and that perfectionism in her schoolwork is so real. And it's something that I am always having to kind of coach her through that. It's okay. You can, you can turn this in. It doesn't, you don't have to like (laughs) spend your whole time, you know, worried and anxious and trying to get it perfect. And so it is a really hard lesson that, yeah, we, we learn it really early in our life. We do. We really do. There's like this focus on perfectionism and having like perfect grades and it's just, it's crazy. And even like you said, you were just mentioned your daughter, um, the family that I nanny for, um, they're doing some remote learning. They just started doing like hybrid going back to school some days and then being home other days. But part of the remote learning is they, for their music class, they have to like listen to a song and then their assignment is to like sing the song back and submit that. And I remember the little girl who she's in kindergarten she's only five um, she couldn't remember the the lyrics to the song and she was getting so, so upset with herself. And I was saying to her, I was like, it's okay if you don't know it right now, like we can always come back and do it. But she was getting like visually upset. Like, and I think that, like you said, there's just so much pressure on like being perfect all the time. And I think that there needs to be more of a surrendering in our society about like, you don't have to be perfect all the time. Like it's okay to be human. We're, we are all, we are all human. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like this is why I was so excited to have you on because you have all of these incredible perspectives that I don't think enough people talk about. So I'm just so grateful to have you here and talking about all of these things because I think that so many people are going to hear this and start thinking about ways that they could start implementing these things in their own lives. Um, are there any like tips or things that you would say to a mother? Cause I know that you had mentioned saying that, um, like things you wish you could have told yourself as like being a new mom, like things you wish that somebody would have told you about motherhood or something like that. Um, like tips or tricks or recommendations of ways to, be more accepting, accepting of yourself, be more compassionate, and then also ways to 
allow yourself to be more creative? Yeah, um, you know, I think it's it's kind of funny because I actually get asked a lot um, what what my practice is like. How do you how do you write every day, and what like describe your process to me? I get asked this a lot. It's just kind of funny because I don't have a very regular. Um, process. I'm not super disciplined in the way of like, I'm going to sit down and carve out this time for myself every single day because um, I have learned to just live a very integrated life with my kids and my work and my hobbies and all this different stuff. And I know for some people, I have some friends that they're just like, that would drive me crazy. I have to have things segmented and like laid out and that's great, but I just don't think I'll ever um, <laughs> fit into that category. Yeah. Um, and I have some friends too who are just like I'm in awe of them because they make this time of like having you know 20 minutes of meditation every morning and all these things and um I'm just feel like I'm all over the place and that's just how I <laughs> that's how I do life um so I think that's one thing is like your way doesn't have to look like anybody else's mm -hmm. and um it doesn't make you less or more. And I think that it's, I love hearing from other moms and I love getting moms together in the same space um, because we do share these different ideas of what works, what they do. And, and, um, and that can help us like kind of try new things and, and find what works for us. But yeah, I think that's one thing that um, as a young mother, younger mother, especially, um, I just was so concerned about what everyone thought about my parenting and about what I was doing. And so you have to just kind of like let that go. And I think over time you, you learn how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I think the other thing is to not be so scared of just putting your work out there if you want people to see it. I don't think yeah. there should be pressure that you have to create something. Like some things we just create for ourselves. And, and I think in this like, world of Instagram and show and tell, um, we like, that's just the norm that you, you show everything that you make. And so then if it doesn't look Instagram or Pinterest worthy or whatever, then we can feel like, Oh, what am I even, what am I doing? Like this isn't for, um, worth anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I wouldn't want to show this off to anyone, but like, things don't have to be, um, shown off when you do creative work. Um, and, and I also think like just touching on that, like some things, some things aren't so tangible. You can be creating as you're like lovingly setting up a play space for your kids mm -hmm. or, um, you know, creating or curating this time of like, you're going to walk in your neighborhood. I just feel like there's really small ways to infuse a little creativity into your, your day. Like you know, looking at the, the leaves and collecting some and who knows what you do with it. But, um, there's, there's a part of that. just like noticing too. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, I hadn't thought of it the way that you said it. Like we live in a world of like show and tell with Instagram. That's so true. It's so true. It's like, this is what I'm doing. And then based on that, people are like, Oh, well maybe I should be doing that. Or maybe I should be doing this. And I think, like you said, sometimes when it comes to creating things, we are like, why am I creating this if I'm not going to show it off to anybody? But in reality, you could just be creating it for yourself or like you said, for your children. And you don't have to show it to anybody. You can just be doing something because you want to do it, because it fills you up, because it brings you joy. 
And wow, that's, I mean, I feel like the insights that you're bringing to this podcast are just sitting, I'm just like sitting here blowing, <laughs> blowing my mind. Um, but yes, there, there's so many things that we can do throughout our day that may not seem like these huge, big um, ways of expressing creativity, but they are, if you, if you look in, at the small little simple things, um, like you could spend time making your breakfast or spend time making a special tea that you like or painting with your children or even just like looking. I found it this morning. It was colder here. It was really, really warm at the beginning of the week. And then this morning it's like 23 degrees and we went outside my daughter's an early bird and even just looking at the like frost on the edge of the leaves was something that she hadn't seen before. Um, so it's just like you said, like there are so many little things that we may not realize are actually creative ways to look at life. But to us, I think that as adults, we're like, oh, we've seen this before. But if you slow down and look at it through the eyes of your children, your children have never seen that some things before. Like they're as they grow up, they'll learn and understand certain things. But I think that's one of the things for me that I try and think about, but I sometimes forget because I get so caught up in like the busyness of life, the day-to-day life and all the things that need to get done. Um, so yeah, I love that. I love, like, like you said, like looking at the leaves, looking at the skies, um, looking at the stars, even like little things like that. And I think that it's important for mothers to realize that there are little things that they can do throughout the day that may not seem like a big deal or may not seem super creative, but they really are if you slow down and think about it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing how much our children are really our teachers, right? Like oh my they just have this, um, this wonder about them that um, I'm just like, please don't lose that because it, um, it helps me just not take myself so seriously and um, engage in what is really more important, mm-hmm. I think, in life, at least, like, aligns mm-hmm. with, I think, the values that, that I have um, of just how short the time is we have when our kids are so young. Um, yeah, it's just, I'm just always amazed, even looking at myself, like, how often, though, we can really um, beat ourselves up about those things too, like we're not engaged enough or we're not doing this enough or we're just not present enough and soaking in every single moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that I write a lot about being present and, um, just because in some ways it feels really cruel to me that, that we can be so present in a moment. And then I think back now, especially my youngest is four and kind of getting to the end of that really like sweet baby, Um, he's totally our baby. And I think back to when my oldest was that age and it's hard to remember a lot of those moments. I'm like, surely I, I was with you, like laying in bed in the dark when you were, you know, scared to be alone, waiting for you to fall asleep. But I don't, I don't remember like feeling your skin against my skin. Like I don't remember that. And, And so now I find myself really savoring it with my youngest, but like, there's a lot of grief there too. And, and I'm so present right now, but I don't know if I'm going to fully remember this later. Yeah, that was, there was a piece that you wrote. I'll have to find it. I mean, I'm going to include your Instagram um, in the show notes so people can go and read all of your work because it's, it's just like, there were pieces that you wrote that just made me cry because they were so beautiful and because I could relate to them so wholeheartedly. And like you said, time is just like, it's fleeting. It, it goes by so, so fast. Like, 
my daughter just started walking like a week and a half ago. And it was just like, for me, I was just sitting there like in awe of her, like so excited for her, but also just like, it is so bittersweet to watch your children grow up. It is because you're like, I really want you to stay my baby forever. But like, I love, love, love watching them like learn and grow and do new things. And like you said, there have been, there have been times where, um, I was like trying to do something at nighttime after I'd already gotten her down and, and she, she was super, she was waking up a lot or she just needed me a lot throughout the night and I was getting frustrated. And then I, that night I went back in when she needed me and I was like, just sitting with myself and she was upset. But then as soon as I picked her up and held her, she just took this big sigh and just went back to sleep. And I was like, this is what matters. Like, this is what matters. And there will, there, like you said, there will come a day where she doesn't need that anymore. It, it's hard sometimes in the moment when you're trying to do things or you're trying to think, or you think that something's more important. But I think the responsiveness and the attention that we give our children is like the most important thing. And we get so caught up thinking about all these other things that are important, but I think it's the really the little the little simple things, the day to day things that happen, that make you really appreciate life and appreciate these moments. And what you said about being present, like I've been these little moments have been happening here and there, and I don't want to forget them. And so I started um, I started journaling again, or just like writing them down, because I want to look back and be like this night when you needed me and I came in and you just went back to sleep like I just said like just little things like that because I don't want to get to a point where she's older and I just completely forget it and then like you feel bad about forgetting it um but yeah I think it's the little moments that we so often just don't realize how special and important they are until our children kind of they don't even make us they don't make like physically tell us like hey this is important but they make us feel how important they are you know what I mean yeah, um, totally. And I just love, yeah, I love that you have that practice of writing things down in your journal. And I'm sure that's going to be such a gift that you're giving to yourself and, and your kid, like your child, um, to be able to look back at that at some point. I think, too, just like in our culture, when you talk about like responsiveness um, being so important for our kids and like that whole weighing of, of what's what, like, should I be doing this or should I be doing that? And isn't it okay to let my kids just, you know, and, and we're constantly balancing and making those decisions about what's right for our family. And, um, I don't know, as like a parent, if we're ever going to feel like we're doing it perfectly, which I know. <laughs> is not wrong. It's okay. Um, but I think there's also something to our, to our culture where we get a lot of mixed messages about like, you know, I just think of like older generations of, um, you don't spoil your baby and like, yeah. don't, you know, put it, she doesn't have to be carried all the time. And, and we're kind of relearning. And, um, I think going against what has been ingrained a little bit in, mm-hmm. in raising our kids and, Absolutely. um, hopefully we just keep learning and learning so that we raise really healthy, compassionate humans, right. That don't have to spend so much time, um, healing, right? That's yeah. <laughs> and be working through all this stuff from their childhood and yeah. And of course, that's what perfect. that's what I was like trying to say before. Like I feel like I want to do all this work on myself now so our children don't have to unlearn these things that we teach them that were 
basically like pushed on us as as children and then now they're showing up in our parenting and we don't even realize it it's just subconsciously showing up so like you said being more mindful and aware of the way that just the way that we're acting and like what we're doing like basically this entire conversation like the things that we do every day the way that we show up for ourselves the way that we show up for our family and our children um but i think as mothers we really truly need to spend time doing things for ourselves because it's so important to our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health, because we do so much. Like you said, like mothers are just, mothers are always working. It's like, it's, and like you said, just surrendering to, even when you're talking about like getting pregnant, like you're surrendering your body, like you're giving your body to your baby. And then once they're here, you still give your body to your baby. You know, it's just, there are all these different seasons of life and so there's so much giving and it's so beautiful, but we also need to have time for ourselves too. Yeah. And I think just one more quick mention of like that self-compassion, self-acceptance piece, because it has just been so big for me is, um, learning to speak to yourself, like re recreate that narrative in our head of like, the stories we're creating about ourselves as we do one thing, like respond one way or another to our kids or we're present or we're not present. Um, And instead of beating ourselves up about it, like just being very aware of what's happening, um, but not judging ourselves. Like that's really the key to that practice. And it takes, it takes a lot of time. And I um, like, I still catch myself sometimes and like, that's okay. It's an ongoing thing, but I just feel like, um, if moms can learn, I mean, anyone really, but if, if we can learn to have the, like the voice that we speak to ourselves, be tender and compassionate and basically like what you would, how you would have wanted to be spoken to as a child. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of how I envision it. Um, and how you would speak to your own child if they were going through this or a really good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been really, just really key for me in this journey of like surrendering to what's happening and the decisions I have made. Um, and then allowing kindness and compassion to bring me, you know, to more of a place that I want to be and Mm -hmm. to continue growing as a human. Yeah. It makes me think of, um, the quote, like, I think it's something like be the person you needed when you were a child or something. And, yeah. I, and I think that that is applicable to, like, not only the way we parent, but also to ourselves. Like you said, being more compassionate to ourselves. And then there are, like, I think, like, just the – I don't know if it's, like, a quote or a phrase or something, but, like, treating people the way you want to be treated, talking to yourself the way that you would talk to someone that you love. Like, there are so many things that we just forget. And I think not not only as mothers, but just, like, growing up in general like we are just so harsh on ourselves we're so critical and we judge ourselves so much like people say like you're you're your own worst critic or whatever like i'm just thinking of all these phrases that we've heard um and and trying to figure out different ways that we can just be more loving and be more compassionate and be more open so so our children see that and so they can grow up being loving of themselves and their bodies and their minds and their creativity, just every, every part of it. I think that maybe what it comes down to is just less pressure, just less pressure in like every aspect of life. Um, 
but yeah, I just, I feel like we've just had such a, a beautiful, open, honest, raw conversation between two moms. And I'm so thankful that you came on today and woke up early for us because I know that you are not in Eastern time. So thank you for that. Um, are there any like last words that you'd want to live, leave listeners with today? Um, I think just to be aware, like, I think just that's sticking with me about the, the show and tell and the Instagram, and I know we all know it and we, we say it a lot, but just keep remembering that you're so much more than anything that those boxes of your life represent, um, or what anyone else does, you know? And I think when you look at, at people and like, even my account, like, you know, it's not, it's not crazy huge, but to me, it's like, well, there's. 5,000 followers on there and that can seem like daunting, but, um, just to remember that like, we're all real people who are just, um, you know, putting our heart and our lives out there in different ways, whether that's online or in person. And right now being so remote, like all the time, um, that's kind of where we are finding our social connection. And so I think it's just so important for us to keep that, um, that mindset and framework in our head that um, we're so much more than any of that. And, and it doesn't like determine our worth in any way what someone else is doing or how someone responds to what we share and create. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much because I think you're right. I think we spend so much time thinking about what other people are going to think about our work or something that we share. And I think that, it can, like you said, it can seem kind of daunting. Like you, you're like, oh, I really want to like put this out there, but what are people going to think? So I feel like sometimes that like takes away from people's creativity because instead of just putting it out there just because they created it, they don't, they don't create things. And I think that that's something that we could all work on and our society could work on is just like, if you have an opinion about somebody else's work and you don't like it, just be nice. Just don't say anything. <laughs> um, but right. I think that we just need to put things out there and and not be so afraid of the judgment. But it's hard in the world that we live in. So I think we could all work on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, thank yeah. you. Thank you so, so much for joining us this morning. I so appreciate it. And I'm so excited to share this conversation with listeners and have them hear this and start, I don't know, looking at life a different way, being more compassionate to themselves, starting implementing ways to be more creative in their own lives. Um, so yeah, so thank you. Thank you for your knowledge, your experience, your wisdom, and your words. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it was totally worth getting up for. And um, I just really enjoyed meeting you and spending time chatting about like these things that, that I love talking about. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And yeah, like you said, it just made me think of the way that we're connecting with people now um, is different. But I also feel like there have been some really wonderful parts of it. Like I've connected with people from all over the place and we've had these conversations and we're not in person and obviously we'd prefer to be in person most of the time. Um, but it's, we have the ability to do this right now. And so I think that if there are ways that you can find a community or build a community, um, whether it's virtually until we can be in person, I think that that might help creativity. So maybe that's something that you and I could talk about, figure out a way to do for people. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about that. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for listening today, guys. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, leave us some comments. Um, you can always reach out to myself or Beck. Oh, Beck, would you mind telling people where they can find you on Instagram? I'm going to include it in the show notes, but just in case people are just listening and want to just type it in. Sure. It's just um, my username is Beck underscore Ellis underscore writer. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you guys. And we will chat with you next week. Bye-bye.